It's September 5th. I'm Brian Dean Wright, former CIA operations officer, and this is The Wright Report. Hey, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Wright Report, your daily news podcast. I've got two big briefs for you this morning that are shaping America and the world. First up, over 100 likely Chinese spies have infiltrated the United States using tourism as their cover. Meanwhile, the Biden White House has agreed to expand commercial flights with China in order to encourage tourism. So we'll talk about those two things. Second, a record number of illegal migrants crossed over the U.S.-Mexico border last month. I'm going to tell you what category those migrants belong to and the latest on this growing national crisis. Later, we close out the podcast with a listener question. This one is about some good news coming to us from Europe, all focused on the supply of natural gas. With the good news, focused on the impact it'll have on our pocketbooks. I'll explain that news coming up. But first, let's get to our top story of the morning. Over 100 likely Chinese spies have conducted espionage operations inside of America in recent years, targeting our most sensitive military installations and government buildings. So here is the latest on that Chinese threat as reported yesterday in the Wall Street Journal. U.S. authorities are tracking at least 100 attempts by Chinese nationals, often posing as tourists, to try to gain entry to or take photographs of key military bases and other sensitive sites in the U.S. And I'll tell you, their efforts, though, were not very clandestine. For instance, there are cases where they actually sped through their uh, security checkpoints of military bases and ignored security guards. In fact, one of those cases happened to be at the Joint Expeditionary Base in Little Creek, Virginia, where U.S. Navy SEALs train. And speaking of swimmers, other Chinese citizens uh, were actually found to be snorkeling in the waters near a military facility in Florida, or they were scuba diving off of Cape Canaveral, which, as folks might know, is a launch site for spy satellites. Now, in some cases, these spies were using some old-school technology like simple handheld cameras to do their work, but in other cases, they were using more discreet drones to conduct their surveillance operations. But there is one thing that united all of these 100-plus cases, no matter their location or spy gadgetry. When they were caught, all of them had the exact same scripted story to tell folks who uh, wrapped them up and arrested them, They said that they were simply Chinese tourists taking in the sites, and then they got lost. And that is why they sped past, you know, security checkpoints at a base or flew their drones over a military installation. Plus, they added that their language skills, English, terrible, and they had trouble reading signs that said, stay out, military facility, or welcome to Fort Meade. They then said, well, we apologize for all the trouble. We would like to now go back to China. Now, here's what's interesting. In most of these cases, these Chinese nationals, they're not being arrested. Instead, their cases are mostly being treated as a trespassing issue, which is largely a state or local issue, not federal. And that has meant that most of these foreigners are released, or in a few cases, they are escorted out of the country. So we should ask ourselves then, what are these Chinese spies up to exactly? Well, the Pentagon and Intel officials believe that they're mostly probes. In other words, they are engaging in probing actions to see which installations and facilities respond to them and their incursions, and if so, how. In other words, it's not necessarily that these spies are taking photos and and those photos have intelligence of grand interest. No, 
The spies are looking for American weaknesses. And as the Pentagon said, that is a trend that they are seeing happen all around the United States. One final thing to note here that is of absolute vital importance, ladies and gentlemen, the Wall Street Journal is saying that there is intelligence that these Chinese citizens are not some sort of special James Bond cadre, right? uh, trained for years with all sorts of advanced gadgetry. Rather, they are mostly common citizens forced into service back in China. And then when they conduct whatever operations they're supposed to, when they get home, they report back to the Communist Party about whatever it is that they learned. So folks, I want you to keep this news in mind. In other words, a story about Chinese spies using tourism as cover as I share with you this. The Biden administration says that it wants to increase commercial flights between China and the United States with the goal of encouraging tourism. Back on August 10th, the Biden White House inked a deal with Communist China to double the number of commercial flights between our countries, all with hopes that uh, that America will once again host upwards of 3 million Chinese travelers annually to the United States. And I say we got to do this again because that number of Chinese tourists, that has dropped over the past couple of years because of COVID and pandemic restrictions. Plus, there was a bit of Chinese anger over our support for Taiwan. Now, I should note that For what it's worth, the increase in all these flights between the U.S. and China, those actually started last Friday. And more will be added on October 29th by Delta, United, and American Airlines, who have been lobbying for this change for a while. Although I I don't know how much lobbying it actually took, because last week, U.S. Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo said that increasing tourism was one of the more important things the two countries could do right now to bolster the important trade relationship. In fact, I discussed that with you back on August 30th when we were discussing Chinese concentration camps. So those are the two stories that lead the right report this morning. One, of course, being the Chinese spies posing as tourists and the other about how your government wants more of them. Uh, Tourists, I should say. Now, with those facts and data, let me now pivot to my analysis and opinion. So, folks, let's start with this. A reminder that the FBI opens a counterintelligence investigation into a Chinese citizen or concern every 10 hours of every day, of every week, of every month, of every year. And it has been like that for years. In fact, throughout this last spring and summer, I have briefed you on that deluge of cases repeatedly. I've also shared with you something called the National Intelligence Law. It is a Chinese law that was passed back in 2017 by the Communist Party, and it forces every Chinese citizen to assist the party and the government to, quote, provide needed support, assistance, and cooperation on whatever matter, domestic or abroad. So what this means, my friends, is that if you are a Chinese person living at home or abroad, the communist government can compel you to do whatever it is they want. And if you refuse, that means arrest, detention, death, and not just for you, but your family or all of the above. And that is precisely what we are seeing here with these 100 plus cases of Chinese citizens. Right? They either live here or in China, and they are sent to target certain sensitive locations to probe them using cover of tourism if they're ever caught. Now, I want, to, I want you to keep this in mind as we refresh our memories about a brief that I gave you back on July 31st. I reported back then on how China was embedding malware 
in water, electrical, and communication systems, both in this country and abroad, but most especially in those locations that serve U.S. military installations. And China's goal of doing that, as I shared with you back in in, uh, July, is to shut all of those things down in the event of a war between the U.S. and China. Now, the consequence, of course, of doing that, of shutting everything down, would be, at least initially, a lot of confusion amongst our armed forces, which would certainly be helpful if China, say, invaded Taiwan and we were trying to respond. But perhaps more importantly, that confusion would actually lead to chaos and potentially anarchy throughout the United States. Because these facilities that deal with water and electricity and such, they don't only serve military installations. They also service civilian populations. And people would almost certainly be panicked when there was no more water coming out of the spigot for days or weeks, or food supplies started to dwindle as authorities were struggling to bring systems back online. By the way, if you missed that brief back on July 31st, it would definitely be worth your time to go back and listen. But the point is this, ladies and gentlemen, China is preparing for war and they are wiring America to create as much damage as possible should that war ever come to pass. Again, probably over Taiwan, but who knows? So what I would encourage you to remember today is this. A Chinese citizen does not have the legal ability to say no to President Xi or the Communist Party. They have to do as they are told. So keeping that in mind, what does that mean if we are going to protect this country? Well, it means that we have to understand something that is rather uncomfortable. All Chinese citizens are a threat, not because they're bad people, because that's not true, but instead they are cannon fodder for a tyrannical regime. In other words, they all have a gun to their heads and they are going to do exactly as they are told because of course they will. They don't want to die. And my friends, we all know this. The U.S. government knows this, the U.S. military, our intelligence and law enforcement communities, they all know this. Trust me, I have been in the meetings in Washington, D.C. where we talked about this. I worked this intel. I know this threat, and it is true. Your government knows this. And to be very clear, the Biden White House knows this too. So we should probably ask ourselves this morning, why then would the Biden administration encourage more flights of what are, frankly, so-called tourists, but really are a bunch of spies. Well, it, it doesn't make any logical sense, of course, so that has to mean that there are other explanations. I'm going to offer you three again today based on my experiences and, frankly, sitting in Washington, D.C. at all sorts of tables of power talking about this stuff. First, I will tell you that the people who might encourage more connections with China to include encouraging more tourism that are really a bunch of spies... Well, the people who make that pro argument, first, they're kind of dumb. And I hate to say it that way, but look, they have very fancy degrees and they fancy themselves as smart, but they're just not especially smart. They they lack common sense. Second, what I have discovered is that it may be that folks in the Biden White House or frankly, any person in Washington, D.C., from Joe Biden on down, they have financial interests with China like a political donor or a company or, you know, hypothetically a son named Hunter who is making some big cash in China. And these folks don't want that to end. Then there is a third possibility that explains, frankly, this nonsensical approach to China. These people in Washington, D.C. are recruited by Beijing 
to serve as spies. Yes, I am talking about Americans who are traitors, doing the bidding of China for whatever reason it might be, and they are inside of the White House and Congress, the FBI, our military, and the CIA. Now, that is not some sort of wild conspiracy theory or something that is often called by the left red-baiting or McCarthyism. In other words, smearing someone as communist when they're really not. Now, to prove the point on this third possibility of people actually being spies for Beijing, I want to give you a list of names of U.S. intel officials who have been arrested or imprisoned over the past couple of years for spying for China. They include Kevin Mallory, Jerry Chun Shing Li, Ron Rockwell Hansen, Alexander Yuk Ching Ma. One or all of those men spied for China and ultimately caused horrific damage to America. By the way, if you want to learn more about those traitors, you can, you can explore more on them and who they are and what motivated them with some links in the transcript. So I just want to put a bow on this and be clear. This concern about Chinese spies in D.C. working for the U.S. government, embedded in the U.S. government, it is not some sort of conspiracy theory. It is real, it is documented, and it is not over. There are more to be found. And that is ultimately the concern that I hope we all wrestle with this morning. So that is a bit depressing, isn't it? So let's ask ourselves, what can we do about this? How can we solve this problem? Well, first and foremost, we need somebody in the Oval Office who understands that China is an existential threat, right? They are bigger than Russia, bigger than Iran, bigger than any other foreign threat. And that threat, to just really be clear, is horrifically unmanageable at present because all of China's 1.4 billion people, give or take, can be legally compelled to, to support the regime. Again, even if they don't want to. So I'll tell you, if we had that kind of person in the White House who understood that kind of profound risk, then the fastest, most immediate solution that I would offer to whoever is in the White House, regardless of party, is this. Revoke all visas for all Chinese nationals in the United States and give them 72 hours to leave. And then issue no more visas. And for Pete's sake, no more commercial flights between the United States and China for tourists or anybody else. Right? Those are, in effect, spy planes, and enough is enough. Now, unfortunately, I don't think that any U.S. politician right now has the spine to explain that to the American people and why we need to do it. Which means that as we, well, do half measures, we face a pretty nasty future, especially in the event of a, of a war or a conflict with China, if in fact that comes to pass. Because what is incredibly clear, ladies and gentlemen, is that China will use their cyber capabilities or whatever sabotage teams they have in the United States. And I'll tell you, if a conflict comes, they are going to light this country on fire. So we need to be prepared. Not to panic or be engrossed by anxiety, but simply to be prepared. And to do that, I would encourage you to consider a few things. First, do what you would do for any emergency issue. Right? You would have an emergency supply of food or water, power, and medicines. Second, if you don't own or know how to use a firearm, you should. But my goodness, get yourself properly trained on how to use one of those things. Get to your local range, find somebody, practice, have them teach you. And ladies and gentlemen, be prepared to defend yourselves. Because if China uses cyber attacks and starts shutting down electric plants and water plants and disrupts food supplies, my goodness, it's going to be a wreck. Third and finally, get yourselves and your friends to the polls next year. 
right? This next presidential election, it is so very important for lots of reasons to include having leadership that is serious about this threat and can properly communicate it to the American people. So take that counsel for what it's worth, but it is the counsel that I offer my own family, privately and publicly. And now that is what I offer to you and yours as well. With that, let's take our first break of the morning. For subscribers, you are listening at rightreport.substack.com. My goodness, no ads for you this morning. Instead, your podcast gets delivered to you each day in your email, along with transcripts to the hyperlinks to all the facts and data that I have presented so far today. Meanwhile, for my other loyal listeners, thank you and enjoy the following messages, remembering that if you don't hear my voice telling you about a product or service, then I do not endorse it. We'll be right back. Folks, if there were ever a product that you should consider, man, this is it. Jace Medical. They provide an emergency supply of prescriptions and antibiotics. And here's why you should consider them. As listeners know, I have spoken about how China and India control most of our prescription drugs, including antibiotics. Well, what happens if a war should break out over, say, Taiwan or maybe a pandemic again? Well, we all know what happens. Our supplies of critical products get interrupted, and that is not acceptable if your life depends on it. So that is why I am proud to tell you about JaceMedical.com. And here's how it works. You fill out a simple form at JaceMedical.com. Then you speak with a board-certified physician. And within days, your order arrives at your home for emergency use. And I'll tell you, this is not for casual use, folks. Talk to your normal doctors for sniffles and such. This is for emergency use with potency lasting for years should the worst ever come. So friends, go to jacemedical.com, enter promo code right, that is W-R-I-G-H-T, and you will get a discounted order. Again, that is promo code right at jasemedical.com. Well, I've got something different to tell you about today, folks. It's a product, but it is endorsed by not only me, but by you, a listener. Craig in Campbelltown, Pennsylvania, wrote me about Wacker Coffee Company. Funny name, great coffee. So here's what Craig had to say about Wacker Coffee. Brian, I had my first cup just a moment ago, and I'm working on my second. This is, hands down, the best coffee I have ever had. You have made an old guy in Campbelltown very happy. This is a superior product, and I know now where I will be buying my coffee from from this point forward. Craig, Yes, sir. I told y'all this company is run by a former United States Marine, wonderful family man. And I'll tell you, he is a guy with a serious passion for roasting coffee. In fact, his company's motto is we empower coffee beans to be the very best versions of themselves. Now that is a Marine who is serious about his coffee. So folks, go to wackercoffeeco.com. That's W-A-C-K-E-R and enter the promo code right report for 10% off. Ah, again, folks, go to wackercoffeeco.com today and buy this stuff because your taste buds will be so, so happy. Welcome back to the right report. Let's continue with our briefs this morning, shall we, with news from our southern border. Unfortunately, folks, it is not good news. A record number of illegal migrant families crossed the U.S.-Mexico border in August. Around 91,000 migrants passed over in family groups, or at least they claimed they were families. 
And I say claimed because the Border Patrol has repeatedly said and testified in Congress that illegal migrants will sometimes, say, pose as a parent to a child when the child is not theirs. Or a young-looking illegal migrant will pretend to be a child themselves and then glom on to some other older illegal migrant. But however you slice it, the number of illegal migrant family units broke a record last month, and that certainly dispenses of, of any notion that the border is either secure or functional. But I'll tell you, as we consume this very sobering number of 91,000 illegal migrants, we need to add three other pieces of data to really understand the gravity of this moment in this crisis. On top of the many thousands of migrants last month, there are another 30,000 or so that are taking advantage of something called parole. And that is a law from the 1950s that was supposed to be used on a very limited case-by-case basis, an emergency for a very select group of migrants who were in crisis. But Biden has expanded that exponentially, this use of parole. Now we're at 30,000 or so a month that come in. And actually so far, since Biden has tapped into this uh, law, over 200,000 people have come through. Second, we need to talk about gotaways, right? Those are the folks who, of course, escape arrest, but we're seen sneaking across the border by a sensor or camera or such. And the number of gotaways under Joe Biden is up to 1.2 million people since he took office, although many hundreds of thousands of more are probably uh, added to that list, at least according to Customs and Border Protection officials. Third and finally, there is another set of numbers that we need to talk about, remind ourselves of, that is Chinese nationals who are sneaking across the border. Very unusual. That number since last October sits now at about 40,000 Chinese citizens who've crossed over. That is a 115% increase from just a couple of years ago. So on average, we are now seeing about 4,000 Chinese illegals crossing the southern border each month. Now, we should probably ask, who are these folks? Because based on the first brief, we should definitely figure that out. Well, the, the short answer is we don't know, right? On one hand, if we're going to be the, the least uh, concerned or alarmed, China's economy is not doing well, and President Xi is arguably a dictator. So many of them, most of them, could be fleeing from either the bad economy or President Xi. But it is also possible that some of these folks are part of Chinese sabotage teams for activation during a time of war. And that is a possibility that has been raised by multiple members of Congress over the past year. Well, I'll tell you, on top of all that, from illegal migrant families to potential Chinese saboteurs, well, we have some updates from the governors and mayors around this country who are dealing with a fallout of all those numbers and all that data. Case in point, last Thursday, the governor of Massachusetts, Maura Healey, she activated her state's National Guard to help assist in, well, housing the migrants, getting them to and from different housing facilities. That comes two weeks after she declared a state of emergency in Massachusetts with thousands of illegals ending up in Massachusetts in just the past six months. Meanwhile, other top sanctuary cities and states like New York, they are crying for some more help too. In fact, the Empire State sent down its governor to the White House last week to request immediate assistance with all those many illegals, upwards of 100,000 plus. And indeed, those uh, ladies and gentlemen, those folks are very expensive for the state of New York. The cost to take care of them is now well into the billions. Well, as the governor asked for some more help, the Biden White House said that, sure, they would ask Congress for some money, another $600 million or so. But in the meantime, the Biden uh, White House said, you know, governor of New York, 
you should really ask local businesses to step up, not just the government. In other words, get the private sector involved. Help them, you know, get them to help support these illegals with more free services from housing to food to legal counsel. One last thing that I should tell you about out of New York, the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, said late last week that part of the solution to this growing crisis of the financial burden of all these folks, well, the solution would be to let these illegals work to get them a job. And that's because right now, as he correctly noted, most of them cannot, right? Laws restrict these folks' ability to work legally for at least six months after they arrive in this country and apply for asylum which has meant that virtually all of them are sitting in hotels or roaming the streets of this country, which I've discussed with you previously. So those are the latest facts and data out of Washington, D.C. this morning and beyond regarding August's record illegal migrant family numbers. Let me now pivot to briefly my analysis and opinion. Folks, I want us to pay close attention to a new debate that is percolating on this issue. It's about letting illegal migrants work. In other words, folks who have come here illegally, then applied for asylum, and they're here for however long. So they want to work, and we can probably all appreciate that. Governments locally, statewide, want them to work as well. And that could be an interesting solution, because on one hand, it makes sense that, well, if they're sitting around and doing nothing, well, that's probably bad, and it's going to get them in trouble. They're going to cause themselves trouble, and in fact, they have been For example, 41 people have been arrested at the Roosevelt Hotel in New York City, which is a migrant shelter, and most of those 41 were arrested for domestic violence. There are other reports coming out of New York City that show young illegal migrants at all these various shelters are increasingly getting drunk and high on all the legalized weed. That is from a report from a local hotel called Roe, New York City, and the New York Post. Finally, there's another great report from the National Public Radio that shows that migrant centers in New York City and beyond are filling up with men who are getting in fights, engaging in sexual acts, or even sexual assaults. It's it's a mess. So the idea would be perhaps we could allow these illegal migrants to work. and That'll keep them out of trouble. But on the other hand, if you allow these folks to work, knowing that the vast majority will and should be sent home, because no, they do not qualify for asylum. Well, by offering them a work permit, that ultimately becomes an incentive for everybody else who's thinking about coming. In other words, the signal is even more clear to all the migrants around the world. You can come to the U.S., you can falsely claim asylum. And when you do, we'll let you stay for as long as you'd like. And you can work if you want, or not doesn't matter because you're still going to get free housing and free food and free medical care no matter what you choose. So I will let you decide if this is a smart policy to let these illegal migrants work here or not. And if not, what do we do now with the millions upon millions who are now here mostly working illegally or not working at all? Because like it or not, that is now the national burden And to be very clear, it has been hoisted on us by sanctuary cities and states who have built this massive system of incentives that, well, leftist leaders of these places now say that those incentives have proven far too attractive for far too many people with, my goodness, far too great of a cost. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude this morning's episode of The Right Report. But I've got one more thing before I let you go. We'll be right back. 
Folks, if you're looking to diversify your investments, I have something for you to consider. It's called Masterworks. And here's what they do. They purchase modern art by famous creators like Picasso, and then they qualify it with the SEC and sell shares of that art to investors like us. Now, eventually they sell that piece of art. It's called an exit. And then investors like you and me, we get a portion of the sale. And their record, it's pretty darn impressive. Last month, they had exits with returns of 10 to 35%. Now, this concept is relatively new, but not to the 780,000 members who have joined and invested. Meanwhile, Masterworks has also been written up in Forbes and Financial Times. And I'll tell you, read those articles because I did, and I decided that for my long-term investments, Masterworks fits. Now, will that be the case for you? Well, here's how you decide. Go to masterworks.art slash write report and you will get priority access for a personal interview with the staff and they will help you decide if masterworks fits for you so again go to masterworks.art slash write report that's w-r-i-g-h-t and as you sign up for that interview you can also read through their disclosures good stuff there at masterworks.art slash cd so all in all folks i think that you will be impressed with masterworks and what they offer to investors so again go to masterworks.art slash write report because at the end of the day i think you will be glad you did folks you know that here on the right report we talk about the mix of economic signals in america that suggest that things aren't great inflation remains high interest rates too and debt levels for both the government and consumers alike whew, at record highs so if you add all that up, that is financial risk, ladies and gentlemen, for people like you and me. So if you have been considering ways to diversify your investments and lower those risks, you ought to consider gold and silver and consider American Hartford Gold. They can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts. All it takes to get started, folks, is a short phone call. They will show you how to protect your portfolio with physical gold and silver. American Hartford Gold has a five-star rating from thousands of reviews and an A-plus ranking from the Better Business Bureau. And if you give them a call today, folks, they will give you up to $5,000 of free silver purchase dependent. So call them at this number, 866-353-2694. Or easier yet, you can text right. that's my last name, W-R-I-G-H-T, to this number, 65532. Again, text right to 65532 or call toll-free at 866-353-2694. Welcome back to The Right Report with one more thing before I let you go. It is a listener question today sent to us from one of my paid subscribers at rightreport.substack.com. This one is from Jack from what he described as the communist state of Maryland. Thank you for that, Jack. So he said this, Brian, I have been listening to you since your last podcast, and around this time last year, you were talking a lot about the natural gas wars trying to supply Europe after Russia cut them off. And you said back then that it was not looking too good for Europe, and that that, even bad for Europe, was actually really bad for us too, because with all that natural gas going to Europe, well, it created supply restrictions, and that led to higher prices here in the United States for those utility bills, especially in New England. Well, I saw a report that said that Europe is in much better shape this year with their natural gas. So what are you seeing, Brian? And what do you think about the possible impacts on our utility bills this year? 
So, Jack, thank you for your note. And I got to tell you, thank, for, uh, thank you for your uh, loyalty for all the last year plus of listening to the podcasts. So, Jack, yes, you are right. Europe is sitting with a lot more natural gas this year than last year. And that's a good thing, right? Their storage tanks are around 90% full right now. In fact, tanks are so full that countries and energy traders in Europe are actually pumping liquefied natural gas into underground caverns in Ukraine, of all places. By the way, if you're wondering about those caverns, they are very deep in Ukraine, so there's no fear of a bomb going off, say, on the surface and the entire country <laughs> exploding into smithereens. But back to the point. Europe's natural gas tanks are topping off full, and that is about two months earlier than usual. So, yes, depending on the severity of the winter, Europe should be in good shape this year. And that means that, yes... Your energy bills may be a bit more reasonable this year than last year because of that additional supply, especially in those New England states. But Jack, I got to tell you something that you might not know. Europe is getting a bulk of all that natural gas from Russia. Yeah, listen to this. European countries are buying more liquefied natural gas from Russia right now than they were before Moscow invaded Ukraine. In other words, Europe is no longer relying on natural gas from, say, Russian pipelines, like those ones that were blown up, that were called Nord Stream, right? That's true. They're not getting anything from those pipelines. Instead, Europe is getting this LNG, or liquefied natural gas, from ships. And I'll tell you, if you're wondering how much money the Russians are getting from the, the folks in Europe for all this gas, well, it pencils out to about $5.7 billion so far this year, going from European capitals to Moscow. So we might want to keep that in mind the next time that we see all those billions of your dollars going from Washington, D.C. to Kiev, because on one hand, we are arming Ukraine to the teeth with over $60 billion in counting and deficit spending. But on the other hand, Europe is giving Russia billions of dollars in cash to arm themselves to the teeth too. Now, that does not make a lot of sense to me, but, uh, well, as ever, Jack, I'll let you decide. Folks, if you would like me to answer one of your questions on the podcast, it is easy to do. Either donate via my Stripe account, which you will find a link for in the show notes. Just make sure you leave your email and I'll be in touch. Otherwise, go to writereport.substack.com, sign up, and at the bottom of each day's Substack post, you can leave me a comment or ask me a question. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude your morning brief. As always, I will see you tomorrow, God willing. Until then, I leave you with the creed of every good spy and every wise American. They're the words from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. 
Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger. Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.